Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. It's uh, Roxanne. How are you this week? Uh, this week I have uh, someone that I recently met um, about, I guess, about two months ago. And um, I sat with Jennifer at, uh, at, a, at a meeting for uh, the Canadian Speakers Association and really was, you know, intrigued by what she did and uh, thought it would be a good compliment um, to, to my show. So Jennifer, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, so much fun to be here with you. What a great way to start off the day. Awesome. So I'm going to read a little bit about Jennifer and um, why I was intrigued was um, she's an she is an intuitive business coach. So that when she said that, I went, whoa, what, what is that? And I could just even feel by her presence sitting next to her that things were a bit different. She helps established female entrepreneurs step into an energetic upward cycle, higher high vibration leading to more opportunities, better clients, and a huge expansion of impact and income. She helps you to realign your soul, heart, and mind to clearly see what you to do in your life, your business, and your relationships. Awesome. Uh, this allows you to confidently make decisions, live like life authentically, and run a business that builds you up and energizes you. Um, when Jennifer's not working, she loves hanging out with her kids, hiking with her husband, and walking barefoot in the grass. Maybe not in the winter, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> and having delicious conversations with high-vibing friends, all parts of her spiritual practice. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, sounds really neat. So, Jennifer, now I've obviously I've worked with business coaches. I've, you know, been exposed to a lot of business coaches. I'm sure a lot of people listening have, um, too done uh, a fair amount of business coaching. And a lot of the things though, you know, people that talk, um, about business, it's kind of like, you know, what's the vision, what's the mission, all that kind of stuff. So I said, tell me more about what an intuitive coach is business coach. Great. Absolutely. So, what I do a little bit differently is I teach people more about how they're showing up. I get people to be present with who they are, what their values are, what they really want out of life, and then understanding what they need to be the best version of themselves for what they need for their daily practice. What do they need to be giving back in community to feel fulfilled in that giving and, and serving what they need to have in their relationships so that they can feel fulfilled in being there for their kids, their siblings, their parents, their friends, their, their spouses or their partners. And then once you have an idea of what that looks like for how you want to live, then we look at their business and we energetically tune into the ideas that they have for their business because a lot of entrepreneurs are amazing and they are so creative and they have all these amazing ideas, but they get bogged down and make very little progress and a lot of ideas. 
And then they beat themselves up for not really making a lot of progress. So I help them with getting focused on what's really in alignment with how they want to live and then understand who do they need to be to make the decisions to get to where they want to go. So tuning in to the vision that they have. So we create a structure for their business by tuning into the ideas, prioritizing what's going to fit in their lives. We create a structure for how they're going to move forward for over a course of a year and a bit further out, depending on where they are in their business. But it really is about who are you being and how do you want to live? Do you find most people, um, you're talking pretty deep stuff, right? And do you find that it's difficult for business people to do that? Because you're talking about slowing and really listening. I might think that this widget is a good idea, right? Because it's marketable and it's trending or whatever. Do you find that it's, when you're talking about slowing, um, are, are most people opposed to that? Or are they open because they're attracted to you knowing the kind of coaching that you do? They are at that place where they are spiritually focused in some way, shape, or form. They've had a taste of it, and they know that they want it more in their life, and they love the concept of bringing that type of presence into their business and how, do they, how they approach their business and how they deliver in their business. It's much more grounded, much more uh, authentic and alignment to who they're really meant to be and how they're meant to serve. Because... If we, a lot of people, so many of my clients, they've left the corporate world mm -hmm. and because they feel like they're not, uh, they're working too hard. They're not moving in the direction that they want to move in. And they're just feeling uncomfortable and, and out of alignment, it's yucky and it's not who they are. So they start to do things for themselves and then they break out and they do their own business. But then they realize, oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. And it's a little different when you're an entrepreneur because you don't have the same sort of support systems as a big corporation. You have an IT department, you have somebody to order your office supplies and all of that. So there's that component of it, understanding what your genius is as well for how to move forward. But you have to make sure that you're not going to get yourself back into that same spot. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be back into hating where you are, hating who you're being. You need to be making these choices in a place of where you're really aware of who you're being and how you're showing up. How is this all impacting you? And is this how you want to live? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because <clears throat> as an entrepreneur, whether you need a paperclip <clears throat> or you need like marketing that same day, you can, you have to go through so many, so many things when you're starting off until you're at the point where you can kind of outsource things, obviously, you know, a lot of people, we have, we all, I've done it. I'm sure you've done it when you start your business and it's draining. It, it can be draining, right? Because there's so many parts to the business that you need to, you know, you need to learn all the social and when the new social comes out, it's like, you know, Oh, I need to know that. And so it's kind of like you're constantly being pulled in a million directions and everything supposedly works. Podcasts work and, you know, social media works, uh, blogs work, vlogs work, all that stuff comes flying at you. And then after a while you're like, Oh, I think I have a headache. Right. Um, is that, so that's something that you see often with people coming to you. Yes. And I am working with people who have done a lot of that, who are either starting to work with uh, virtual assistants or other team members, or they already have that in place and they want to move to the next level. Mm -hmm. And they know that who they're being or who they were being to get to the point where they were, they've got some systems in place. They have an understanding of how they want to be in the world. 
or how they have wanted to be in the world and now it's time to move up. How am I going to show up now? What is it that I really want? What's pulling me forward? How can I make the biggest difference and give back in the most magnificent way? So tell me how you, I mean, how did you get into intuitive? I mean, business coaching, I probably think you went to school and you, and you did your coaching and stuff like that. I'm assuming you can tell me if it's otherwise. How no, did you, I didn't. You didn't I, go to school for. I, well, I did go to school. I did. I studied uh, hospitality and tourism management. I got a bachelor of commerce. I remember in high school, my, my uh, accounting teacher was actually encouraging me to become an accountant because I was really good with numbers. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I knew that that was not where I was drawn to be. So I took hospitality because I wanted to be of service. I loved the hospitality industry. I went into event planning. And so with that, there's also project management, lots of deadlines. I also worked with marketing. So those were two of my areas of specialty. And I worked in the corporate world. I've worked in the not-for-profit. I've worked on the supplier side as well as on the, uh, the client side for events as well. And when I had kids, then I realized that I did not want to do that commute into Toronto anymore. So I focused on working closer to home. And when I had my second son, I realized, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to just work just to pay for daycare. That just doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't fulfill me. So I had a, a part-time job. Um, and when that company closed, I then started my business. I was part of a Ontario program for starting up my business on Ontario self-employment benefit program. And I got coached uh, for a whole year on getting my business started. And I had created a business called Live Healthy, the intention of inspiring people to be proactive about their health. I had created a video podcast. So this is 2008 when podcasting was still very new. I co-hosted and co-produced it with a naturopathic doctor from Toronto. And my intention was just to sell advertising in the podcast. But the problem was, is that I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have any qualifications as a healthcare practitioner. Mm. And I didn't know why anybody would want to listen to me. So I didn't do a very good job when I was approaching companies to try to get advertising. So after that period of time, how that had started was I had created a group called Healthy Moms Connect, where I had connected with a, a number of different women in the community, practitioners in the community. And I wanted to do sessions where we could learn about how to be a healthier mom. So back in 2007, there, like all the wellness stuff was just starting. It was just starting to bubble up and it's not at the place where it is now. So I went through a journey of not believing in myself, being passionate about this topic, but not believing in myself. And so things did not progress the way I'd hoped. So I looked at, okay, how can I use the skills, my passion for wellness, my event planning background, and how can I use this to still do good in the world? So I looked at corporate wellness. And so I got some corporate wellness clients. However, that was 2008. And at that point, I don't know if you remember what was happening at that time. That was the recession. So as I'm going on, knocking on doors, literally going into offices, and they let the receptionists go because they don't have the budget for that. Right, right. So I nurtured my um, corporate clients, and I took on a few other projects. And I stepped back to say, all right. I've really only been working at my business part-time because my kids were both young and my youngest was still going to school every other day. Once my youngest gets to go to school full-time, that's when I'll give myself permission to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. 
And that is when the, the Pandora's box, the, the beautiful uh, spiritual wonderland opened up for me and I discovered all these different spiritual tools and it helped me get out of that place of, like I was, I was not very good at making decisions. I would get my stomach tied up in knots. So for instance, when we moved into our house, we're painting our kitchen and just above the kitchen window, there's two sets of cabinets on the left side and right side of the window. And there's this little eight inch strip, three feet wide of wall. And I took me 30 minutes to decide, do I paint it the same color as the walls or the ceiling? And that is such a simple decision. It should not have taken that long, but I was so afraid of making a mistake. Mm -hmm. So on my spiritual journey, what it's helped me to do is to become detached, to not get caught up in all of the logical things of, oh my gosh, what can, what can happen if I do this and, and take you down a deep hole of all the things that can go wrong, but rather take a step back, become detached from it, and look at all the possibilities, not only what's going to go wrong, but what can go right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And understanding how to tune into the energy of the different possibilities to see what's best for me, to see what's best for my clients, and then teaching them how to tune in so that they can feel confident when they're making decisions too. So tell me about that tuning in process. Tell me a little bit more what that's about. Um, and you know, for the average person, maybe that has never done anything intuitive. You know, it's like um, they say that we have more um, brain cells, like nerve endings in our tummy when they say I have a, a you know, a, a gut feeling. Um, and now that's been proven by neuroscience that there's actually more, um, you know, neurons in our tummy than, than there is in our, even in our head. And it's yeah, wired yeah. throughout our body. But in our tummies, especially, there's that much more. So it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit more about the process of how you help people tune in. So first, let me just explain something in alignment with what you were just mentioning. In Native traditions, they believe that we have three brains. Mm -hmm. We have our intuitive brain in our gut. We have our emotional brain in our heart. And then we have our logical brain. And what they do when they're making decisions is they go to that intuitive brain in their gut. Whereas in North America, we are so caught up in the busyness of life. We're caught up in our logical brain. And it's just a fraction of the insight and knowledge that's available to us. So one of the things that I was given on my spiritual journey was my own modality called connect to you. And the intention of that work is to connect those three brains, your intuitive brain, your soul, your heart, and your mind. So as you open up those communication channels, then you're able to take the best of all those worlds. When I am teaching my clients, I still want you to do your due diligence with your logical brain. You still need to do the research. You still need to collect the information to make sure you're making an educated decision. And then you also bring in the intuitive things. So to walk through an example, let's say you had um, three choices for three different suppliers that you're considering to work with. Maybe you want to do um, online programs and you're looking for a membership site, for instance. So you do your due diligence, you get all the information, and then you look at option A, B, and C. I invite my clients to take a pause and 
notice how do they feel physically, emotionally, mentally, and then what's your gut reaction for each option. So when you tune in physically, you close your eyes and you say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how does option A make me feel? And then you listen to your body, you do a quick body scan. Oh, I feel like really tight in my stomach or in my chest and I'm finding it hard to breathe. I'm, I'm getting a tingling sensation down my leg or I, I feel heavy. And then maybe for the next one, you feel this lightness and you, you feel like excitement and you, you feel like you want to bounce up and down. And then for the third one, you, um, eh, you just don't really notice anything. It just seems kind of neither here nor there. And then you go in, all right, emotionally, how does each option feel emotionally? So maybe the first one, uh, it, it feels like there's this funny feeling in my mouth. Like I, I almost want to, um, I want to, I want, I say want to vomit is sort of a thought that I have. And it's just, you feel yucky. You feel ill at ease. There's something really uncomfortable about that. The second one feels really exciting and really, really happy. And like, there's something really good about the energy of that one. And then the third one, ah, oh, I feel like deflated. And so tuning into the energy of how you feel emotionally, and then you go into your logical mind. Okay. Well, the first one, you know what? It's a really comprehensive um, program. It does a lot, but I have to get three other programs to hook into it to get it to really integrate with my system. All right, so that one is like a, a three out of 10. And then the next one, I really like the, um, the integrity of the company. It really is an alignment. It flows effortlessly into my other programs. I need to get one more thing in to really get it to work properly, but I, can, I like the other solution and it feels great. And then the last one, it just is not comprehensive enough. It just, it doesn't talk to other systems. It's not going to help me. There's just, just nothing with that. So bringing in the intuition, like that one, the situation I just described, it's kind of more clear in the logical mind, but sometimes the, there are things that are a little closer that makes it harder to distinguish which one's really the best. And that's when you go through this and you start to recognize the subtleties that are going on in your body as you start to think about working with each of the systems. That's, that sounds amazing because when I think of myself and business and what I'm passionate about, it's, it's speaking. Like I love to speak, right? And every time I've kind of diverted away from that, I, I can tell like it's, it's just work. It's just, you know, it's too much. Yeah. And yes, I might, the other stuff I might enjoy also, but when I get back online with anything related to the part that I love, because it doesn't feel like work for me. So it's interesting. So that's when you say that, that, <clears throat> that would make a lot of sense um, because when you sit with it, you know, we generally go in the, you're right in the West, we go to the logical mind immediately and we go to the metrics and what's going to happen and all that stuff. But we really, most people don't often slow down, which is, I think what you're saying is really the, the pebble in the rough there. And that's slowing down. That is the genius for everything. We're we are trying to cram too much into our days, into our lives. And in the process, we're missing the joy of the process of bringing it to life. Mm -hmm. Because we got to get it all done. And I got to get this done. And I got to get that done. But what about like the joy of the, the research of 
you know, learning new things. And what, are the, what about the joy of, oh my gosh, the things that this is going to uh, create that's possible. And there's a lot of joy that when we can mm -hmm. slow down rather than just trying to get it done, that we can, and that's what we're here to do, right? We're not here to just to just make this widget. We're not here just to make this widget. We are here to have the, the joyful process of creating all of the different components that make the widget, of, of getting into that creative space, space the problem-solving space, and, and going into um, new dimensions of like areas that we've never explored before for new materials to make that widget and create leading edge conversations for this widget. Even though it's just a widget, it could still be a leading wedge widget. And I think you're right. It's like, it's almost like, um, you know, I've heard it described like child's play, right? If you look at a child play. Yes. Right. You know, they're like, they're like their eyes are like lit up all the time. Right. And, and with adults, we lose that because it we're so outcome driven, um, it, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes I don't know if you go through this. Sometimes I'll look back at my ear because I'm needing, you know, to get something together to, to, you know, renew something. And I'm, I'm looking and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure a lot of uh, people that you are too. I, I, sometimes I think, oh my goodness, I cannot believe what I've done in one year. Yes. And right? we don't celebrate it. No, I know because you're going, going, going. And then you're like, and then you stop because, you know, I'm renewing a membership where they need validation or something. And then I'm like, wow, <laughs> how did I get all of this stuff done? But you're so right. You don't, I, and I'm, I'm a lot better now, <clears throat> but I wouldn't stop and say, well, I've, you know, I've started the podcast. I've, you know, I've hired an assistant, you know, all that stuff that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and these are big decisions. <laughs> They're not little decisions. And I think you're right. It's, it's almost like giving that emotional part of yourself a pat on the, on the back, quite literally say, it's, wow, you've done well. And there's things that have failed also, but you know, how much you've actually done. So celebrate, I think is very, very key. It is. And so I have a, a business mastermind and that's one of the things that we do on every call. We celebrate what we've done in the last two weeks. And then we wow. also look at what it is that we are working through. What do we need help with? Um, what are, and then create what we're accountable for, for the upcoming period. And then we always, always, always finish off our calls with who are we going to be for the next two weeks and declare that. Cause that's like that. who are you going to be versus what are you going to achieve? Yeah. Yes. Well, we do do the, what are you going to achieve? Because we do have an accountability, but who are you going to be to, in order to be able to achieve that? Does that make sense? I, I like that Jennifer, like seriously, because when you're out of alignment, I know when I am, I can yes. feel it. Right. Yes. Um, but if I'm kind of thinking in the world of why I started doing what I'm doing, I, I wanted to make a difference. Um, you know, my thing was when I started as a little girl, I liked to talk to people and they liked when I talked to them, they felt better. So I liked that element of being able to talk to people, and make them feel better, which obviously ended up into me going to school and all those things. And really the element is just feeling the, feeling the impact of changing someone's life. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I do things that take me off course of that, whatever the, the activity is, then I, I, I get stifled. Yeah. You know, so it sounds, it sounds very, so you're actually having people go in. Or, so do you do things like um, actual slowing process with your masterminds and your one-to-one -one coaching where you do um, 
like body scans, uh, you know, for people listening, a body scan is just like it sounds. It's it's kind of going into a state, and I'm thinking this is this is what mm-hmm. I do as a body scan. You, you get very relaxed, and you really kind of listen to what your head, your you know, what's happening at the top of your head, kind of what's happening in your cheek, you, and you go all the way over your body, and then you kind of become in tune with what your body's sharing with you. Um, is that the same thing that you do? Yes. So I teach people how to do this. I call it personal energy management. And I teach them how to do it every day for themselves. So that when they're making the decisions, it's something that they're able to do kind of automatically. So imagine doing this quick check-in every single day. How am I feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and then spiritually to know how you're feeling? So you're doing this body scan. It's like, oh, you know what? I didn't really, I got a kink in my back. I must've slept funny last night, but that kink in the back could be a distraction for you all day. You might be better served by taking five minutes to do some stretching or booking an appointment to see your healthcare practitioner to get it looked at or, or making a note that if it's not better by the next day to get it looked at. But once you've done this check-in and you write it down, then you know what's going on in your body. Physically, emotionally, you might realize that you're tired. You might realize that you're still feeling some heaviness in your heart because of a conversation you had with somebody that you cared about yesterday and it's still affecting you today. So getting present and then mentally you can tune into, all right, I'm feeling really alert. I feel really alive. I feel like I can take on the day. Or um, it could be that my brain's in a fog because I didn't sleep last night because my back's bothering me. So I need to re- reorganize my day in order to make sure I have some time to get myself into a place where I can think better. Or perhaps, you know, that accounting or, or proposal that I was going to work on, I need to move it to the next morning when I'm in a better mental state. So I'm not ending up redoing it all over again. So but- it's, really, it's really about gentleness and kindness, to yourself i mean you know at the end of the day certain things have to go out certain times we know about deadlines we don't have to tell business people that they understand that right you know if you're working on you're talking about working on a speech i'm working on it's going to get done because sometimes you just have to work through things but overall you're, you're telling people to really intuit where they are on every level yes maximize their energy based on what's happening for them do you have people kind of um, map out what their most productive times of the day are and kind of work with that also? If people don't have that awareness yet, doing this check-in three times a day helps them to identify that. Okay. okay. And even though you might have things that you need to get done, well, because you know that you have some things that you need to get done, we review what are the best tools for them to reach for to get into a better feeling state so that they can get that work done. How can they boost their energy? So for me, when it's nice out, my go-to is going outside. Even when, if it's a a cold, today's a rainy day, not such a great day, but even if it's winter time, but it's nice and sunny out, I'll put my boots on, I'll put my coat on, go for a walk around the block, go for a walk around my garden, get grounded. And that will, if I'm feeling, anytime I'm feeling less than a seven, I have to do something immediately to fix that because I know that the work that I'm going to do I'm just going to have to fix it anyway. So I'm better off spending five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it might be to boost my energy in order to have the thing that I'm working on, have the best energy, have me showing up as the best version of myself. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to redo it. It'll take me longer in the end. 
makes so much <clears throat> makes so much sense, right? You know, because <clears throat> sometimes you'll hear <clears throat> the prescription, you know, get up, do this, do that, you know, which and I try to apply it to everyone, and we know that that's not reality. It's really about it tailoring to who who we are, where we're at. Do you have young? I mean, you know, when people, you, I know you work with a lot of uh, uh, female uh, entrepreneurs. You, you know, you're still, you know, you know, getting the lunches and 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 throwing them out the front door or driving them to school, <clears throat> all that stuff. You, that's still part of your day. So, kind of trying to figure out with people what what the best flow is for them and being authentic, which obviously I talk a lot about that because about being. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we all work and we have to make a living. But when I'm connected to this, who I am and what I do, it's just easier to produce. Yes. And especially the women who still have children and that they need to take care of their needs. If we were a phone, if you can imagine your phone battery, <laughs> if it is on like 30%, you're going to want to charge it up before you begin your day. So. Yes. You need to charge yourself up before you begin your day with whatever you need to do for the kids. So if it means getting up half an hour earlier, then you need to do that to Mm -hmm. do some sort of practice to take care of yourself. Even if you had to stay up late to finish off something else for someone else and you're not able to get that full half hour in 15 minutes, 10 minutes, something to nurture you, to get you into a better place. Because if you're just trying to get the kids out the door at 30% and then you're getting frustrated and then that starts their day off in mm-hmm. a frustrated way. And Absolutely. then, Absolutely. oh my gosh, I shouldn't have yelled at them. And then that is, <laughs> it just, it snowballs for the rest of your day. So taking that 10 minutes even is going to set the tone for the rest of your day. We get so distracted by everybody else's needs and we need to really take care of our own needs in order to to shine and just even that quick check-in how do I feel physically emotionally mentally and spiritually even if you have to do it in bed before you get out of bed Mm -hmm. that's great I I encourage people to do it when they brush their teeth because that's a natural times you check in on before you get started with your day and then at the end of the day and then find a natural time in the middle of the day. Maybe it's when you fill up a water bottle or when you go grab lunch. Nice. So I'm intrigued by this and I wanted her to talk a little bit uh, about it. There's a, a pendulum that she uses and I want, mm. I, and I still, and I have to get to you, Jennifer, to, to, to experience this. Um, and I think you took it out of the meeting and we, we kind you know, you kind of showed me what you did, but I want you to explain it to people because I think most of the, a lot of people, we're all trying to figure out more ways to clear our head, get more true, you know, and, you know, as we, as we're ending off 2013, I know, I know I'm thinking, you know, what could I do differently? How can I, you know, as I get a year, I, my birthday's in January. So I'm, you know, another year later, kind of, how do I, you know, kind of, do it, but don't be so harsh about it. Yes. Just learn more ways. And when you showed me the pendulum about the questions, I was fascinated. So I, I asked uh, Jennifer to tell us a little bit about that process and, um, you know, what she does with it. So, so first I want to explain what working with a pendulum is. It's called dowsing. And dowsing is something that's been around for thousands of years. It's even mentioned in the Bible. 
a lot of people are familiar with the term of dowsing. I know I first heard about it in school where we heard about people who would go on a farmland and they would have a Y stick. So there'd be two handles that would be held in each hand, left and right, and then the, the stick that goes down for the Y is what would point out in front of them, and they would walk the land to see where to drill for water. And then that Y, the stick part, would wiggle when they found the location. What you're doing is you're tuning into life force energy with that stick. I use this process of dowsing with a tool called a pendulum. And a pendulum is really um, like a chain or a piece of string that's like three to six inches long and a weight at the end of it. You could use a pendant of a necklace as a pendulum. You can buy pendulums from different spiritual stores or some health food stores even. They are often made out of a crystal material or wood or it could be metal. Those are the most common materials. I can douse with pretty much anything, even if I had a tea bag, a weight, a wet tea bag, a light tea bag, not so much, but a, a tea bag that's been wet, but not dripping wet because you don't want that. <laughs> making a mess. And it's about whenever I pick up my pendulum, I feel like I'm having a conversation with the universe. I'm saying, okay, universe, my soul, I believe my soul is the universe. That's my personal belief. Okay, what? information is it that I need to know about this situation I can I programmed my pendulums for a response for yes no yes but and no but so it's kind of like the 20 questions game uh, if I ask a question I can get a yes answer or no and then yes but and no but help me to it's more like the hot and cold game where you're getting warmer you're getting warmer so I need to reframe my question to make sure that I'm getting the answer that I, the, the end result of the answer that I'm looking for. I prefer to use something called a ray chart. And what a ray chart is, is if you can think back to school days where you have a protractor and on the edge of the end of the protractor, there's all the degrees of the radius for that mm -hmm. semicircle. Yep. Now imagine instead of there being all those numbers at the end, that there were options of the different things you're trying to consider. So let's say, go back to that three different systems you're trying to evaluate. You want to get clear as to what are the parameters for the end result that I'm looking for. So for those, the system that I'm evaluating for, I want to make sure that it's easy to use. It integrates into my existing systems. I want to make sure that um, the, the, the way it looks represents my brand and that it's going to be also easy for my clients to use. So I'll write down all those parameters and it needs to fit my budget. And so I'll write down all those parameters of what a positive end result looks like. Now, tuning into that, feeling that, all right, getting, so you read it over. This is what feels really good for my end result. This is what I want it to feel like. I write down on a ray chart. So I draw a line across the bottom and then up straight for where 90 degrees would be and then up to the left and up to the right. So there's a line across the bottom and then three lines that stick out. And then I will say, based on these parameters, what is the best option for me to choose? And then I can pick that option. It'll swing towards. So, so the middle is, is no. The middle will actually be. So if I draw a line across the bottom, Okay. That's kind of like a, a baseline. Okay, okay. And then if I draw a line up top for option B, 
a line to the left for option A and a line to the right for option C. Okay. And then I hold my pendulum at the bottom intersection at okay. where that, uh, that B line, so the, the line that's at 90 degrees, intersects with baseline. Okay. I'll ask the question based on these parameters, which system is best for me? And I wait to see where it swings. And I also need to have other because there could be another system that I haven't evaluated that mm -hmm. I need to look at. So one of those, uh, the baseline to the right, I'll write other. Okay. So that's how I use a ray chart. When I uh, use the pendulum to get a yes or no response, I've programmed my pendulum to show a clockwise rotation for yes and a counterclockwise rotation for no. So I can ask, um, well, to be honest, I, I find that asking yes and no questions gets to be tedious. Uh, it's good for getting started as you're learning how to douse, but I just go to ray charts. I'll ask instead on a scale of one to 10 and Roxanne, I'm going to show you what my, I keep this under my keyboard. So it's a ray chart with a scale of one to 10. So if I right. to douse an, to get the insight on a question on a scale of one to 10, how beneficial is it for me to do this interview with Roxanne? Uh, I was presented with an opportunity to do a presentation this Friday on a scale of one to 10. How beneficial is it for me to do this presentation? And I got a 10 and it kind of surprised me because I had decided I was going to focus on other things. And yet I got a yes for this. And it was something that I was going to make a priority for next year. But I can see how saying yes to this helps me get things in alignment to make it a priority for next year. So you're holding the, the uh, chart and then just using the pendulum this way. Yeah, so I hold the chart horizontally in front of me, so it would right. be like on the desk in front of me. Right, right. And then I hold the pendulum over the midpoint section where all of the lines reach the right baseline. the base. Okay, okay, that's interesting. It, like, and I and I said, like I said, I was fascinated by the time you t you told me, and I'm even fascinated. And what did it say about being on my show? A ten, of course. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I hope she got a 10 or at least somewhere high. <laughs> For me, I need a 10. For me to you say need to, to, to move forward, you go with a 10. I go with a 10. And if you get, if you get anything, let's say less than a 10, like an eight, what does that signify for you? So that, for instance, I'm going to walk you through the example that uh, something that we're deciding in, in our home right now. My son's deciding what universities to go to. Mm -hmm. In his decision, I like to tune in to understand what he's considering. And of the four schools that he's going to, I doused and I determined, okay, so this is the best school for him to go to. And I said, oh, just out of curiosity, on a scale of one to 10, how is it if he goes to this school, this school, this school? And of the four, three of them are a 10 and one is an eight. So I know wow. that he can't make a bad decision. Mm -hmm. I know I can give him the space to feel what's right for him. And I know that I can rest easy, that it's all good. So let's say there were, there's four options of something I'm considering, considering three of them are a 10 and one's an eight, but maybe there's maybe number eight, the one that's an eight, maybe I get to work with somebody that I really, 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 really want to work with. It will help me understand 
uh, a couple of things. If I really, really, really am attached to working with that person, I might say, okay, it still is pretty decent and I'll still say yes to it. Or, and it will also, me, also help me say, all right, working with that person is really good and really exciting, but there's something even better waiting for me with these other options. Does nice. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Because sometimes, yeah, a lot of options, they don't have a clear and definite differentiating uh, variable logically, right? Yes. Right. And then like if you're doing the, the douse thing and, and like with your son, like clearly, you know, that that for that fourth option can go aside and then it really comes down to their three great options for him. It really depends on which way he wants to go. And yes. think about it in business. How often are we we faced with options like that? I'm doing an online course. I have to, I can do this and this and this and this and this. And, you know, I can coach this way or I can do this. And there's all there's like every step you know to adding a product there's 20 steps potentially of yes, things yes. that you could do so every every time it becomes confusing yes and the most important part though is that you have to step back from the decision and until you can learn how to become detached and be neutral your dowsing will not be accurate okay it took me a year to build up my accuracy because I would be here with a pendulum in my hand and be like, I need to know an answer. <laughs> and that, that doesn't, that doesn't help me because it will be a reflection of, right. I had to tune into based on these parameters, what is the best outcome? But if I'm feeling like this, that's a, that's the perspective of the answer that's going to be reflected back to me. Right, right. So the year that you used, you worked, was just getting spiritually connected, slowing down, yes. doing lots of different spiritual practices, I would assume. Yes, learning meditation. I learned yeah. automatic writing. I learned more about how to work with the pendulum. I learned about tuning into energy. And I've actually been working with energy since I was four years old, and I just didn't realize it. Oh, wow. And because I'm the baby of seven, and my eldest brother had a bad um, water skiing accident and his back was thrown out. So I became the family massage therapist when he was lying on the living room floor, just trying to get some relief for his back and I'd rub his back. And now I realize that I actually was doing energy work with him. Mm. My uncle's an energy healer in Europe and he had told me that there's one in every generation. And while that might sound really woo, we all work with energy. Mm-hmm. Our, our, all of our senses, our five senses, it's all energy. And the way I work with it is just a heightened awareness for it. Mm-hmm. And those are the things, that's the skill that I teach my clients is how do you heighten those skills? How do you heighten those senses so that when you feel something coming on, you get a funny taste in your mouth, a funny feeling in your body that you stop and you listen to it. Mm-hmm. But you have to, have slowed down in order to have noticed it. Right, right, absolutely. And I think of when I see my clients, um, whether I'm coaching them or or, um, in my practice as a psychotherapist, and I think I said that to you, sometimes I will feel like I can wade through their words and really, really hear what they're trying to say on a profound level, and then I'll say it back to them and they'll go, Where'd you get that from? 
Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, no, what, tell me where those words you just picked. Where, and I said, I, I was just listening to you, but really listening on a deep level. And they're blown, sometimes they're blown away. They're like, wow, it's like you were reading my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, because you, it's so bang on. And maybe something they weren't even saying in their words that they were thinking. Yeah. That, you know, so like, I know you and I talked a little bit about that. You know, it's about it. I guess it's intuitive plus years of doing what I, I, I do. Um, and then, you know, you're just trying to tune in that much more to, to figure out what is the client's needing that they're maybe not saying. Well, there's a, uh, there is all of that. And so the skill that I see you have built up is you have become so attuned to the energy of words and the words people choose as well as the way they sound as they express it. Because if somebody, somebody says, you go, how are you? And I say, I'm fine. It feels way different than, oh, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. You know, there's a way different energy. And sometimes that I'm fine is just very subtle in the difference of I'm fine right? It's, mm-hmm. it's subtle, but you can still see that there's something there and you can pull that out. I'm the same way when I'm having conversations with clients, there'll be one or two words that really jump out of what they're saying. It's like, Ooh, 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 tell me more about that. There's something about that word that's really important for you in your business. And then you, as you go in, it's like, that is like their soul's purpose. And that is mm-hmm. what is the foundation for the whole reason why they've created the business in the first place. And it's coming out in this one word. It's like, okay, you need to really make sure you express this in your marketing as you're working with clients, because mm-hmm. it's foundational for the work that you do with them. So that listening. And when, when we can become aware of the things that we are saying, right? Because it's easier to pick up what's going on around us, but to pick up what we're projecting out, that is a huge skill to learn too. Because if you can understand how you're landing and how you're being heard by the outside world and some of these subliminal things that that are going, subconscious things that are going on within yourself and how it's affecting the words that you're using and the, the way that you're presenting yourself, that's huge. That's even more powerful. And that's what I want to empower people with. So this is personal, but you know, my husband and I, we have a, a raised garden bed in our backyard where we're growing vegetables. And we first started it about three years ago. And my husband wanted to move it by like a foot because he wanted to get the lawnmower in around it. And I really didn't want him to move it. And he's like, I don't understand. Why are you so upset about me moving this, this raised garden bed a foot? Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> and so I had to pause. It's like, okay, what's going on for me? And I realized that I felt sad. I was like, okay, well, what's that sadness about? I felt sad for the plants. The plants that would have already reseeded themselves that would grow all by themselves if we leave it right where it was. So there was this connection to me and my little babies of the plants that I had planted in that garden that I wanted to see come up. And once I was able to realize, okay, that's what it is. All right, I feel badly about it, but my lot, I can, I can handle that. We can sure we can move it over a foot to make things easier for you. And oh, but does that make sense? Like the- absolutely, absolutely. Because I think you know, um, I think we, we, you know, when you in my psychotherapy role, people, are, you know, are they kind of come and they're open, but then in the business world, you know, this is 
I think the concept is the exact same concept, but it's really then you're focusing more on in on what your business is projecting out. And guess what? Is it any different in a lot of ways of when people are stuck in different parts of their life? You know, I will, I will deal with people with every parts of their life, you know, as a, when I coach, it's different, obviously it's not as, as in depth, but as a psychotherapist, it could be any part of their lives and your business coaching, you're kind of, you're really dealing with them and their expression of themselves through their business. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So you're tuning into all the things that matter and what they value and who, who, what, why, and when, and you know, all those things, because at the end of the day, if you're aligned with that and you create from that space, then it's kind of like play, right? You still have to work. We all have to work, but then, then it's, you're not efforting as much as you know, you're going along with what you want versus kind of trying to create something like, Oh yeah, I should be doing this because Jane is doing this or whatever. And you know, it's like, you know, that squirrel, <laughs> which are so many um, entrepreneurs get it. And I've got, I've been there and still do it at times where then I stop and say, why am I doing what, why am I, why am I doing this? What, what's the, what am I hoping to, is it just outcome driven? Is it something that I think I should be doing? Or is it something that I really it, deep within me knows that I, I have to do this. This is really something that I, you know, is necessary for my business. And, and the thing is, is that when we create this awareness, this self-awareness for how we're showing up and this awareness of what's most important to us for how we want to live our lives and how we want to express our business, it helps us to create a container that makes that intuitive business decision-making easier. Because if you know where you're focusing your attention and intention, then it's easier to say yes to this opportunity or no to that opportunity because if it's not aligned in alignment with where you're going then it's not going to help you so before we started on the call i shared that you know i i've been presented with an opportunity to to speak this friday and in the last few weeks i've decided no i'm going to focus my attention here because I wanted to do some corporate stuff. I wanted to do personal stuff. I wanted to do entrepreneur stuff. I was like, no, I need to focus on entrepreneurs. I need to pick a lane, right? Pick a lane. And so when I tuned in to this opportunity and I got a yes for this, it's just like, huh, all right, I'll, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to get this all put together. And then just in our conversation here, I realized, and I said this earlier, that even though it's not really what I want to do, focus on right now, I know that's going to lay a foundation for it to be, uh, for me to be able to focus on it in the future, like in next year. And the work that I do for this is also going to help me prepare for my target market too. So it's, it's all going to be valuable and it's going to create some other um, interesting um, insights for me and for those that I connect with. So it's all good. Sounds sounds amazing. Um, now, to me, this is, sounds like an alignment. So, with people that are coming to you, mm-hmm. um, you said they're they're 
people that are already started their business? Are you starting are you with startups or have they been in business for what's the right kind of match for client for you, for people listening? And, you know, and then we're going to talk, I know you have an event coming up, which I would love to hear more about. And if, you know, to tell people where if they wanted to get their business planning done, they might be able to come out and work with you um, in, in Burlington or Mississauga? In Burlington. Okay. All right. So, so, I work with people who are already established in their business. Okay. They already have a foundation in place. They already have some of the systems in place. I can help them with fine tuning that, but I can best serve people who already have a foundation in place. Okay. Okay. Want to fine tune how they're showing up and go up to the next level. They have figured the basics out. Like I'm, I'm not here to help you create your initial business plan. You need to have already figured out uh, in general what you want to do. I can help with fine tuning that or going in a new direction, but you have to have an idea of, of where you're starting and foundation for whether you are making widgets or if you are doing coaching or if you're doing online products, you have to know what your offer is in general and we can fine tune things going forward, but you have to have something that you're starting from, a base that you're starting from. Okay. Okay. And so tell us about this uh, year end um, business, business planning that yes. it's, it's coming up soon. So tell everybody a bit about it and um, where they can get information further on or where they can just reach out to you to um, sign up for, for this event. Absolutely. Uh, so on Wednesday, December 12th, I'm hosting a small group here in Burlington for an intuitive business planning full day workshop. So we'll be beginning by reviewing 2018, celebrating. We were talking earlier about celebrating uh, your, our wins, celebrating what went really well, reflecting on some of the things that didn't go so well and doing a release. So you're not carrying the energy of beating yourself up for what didn't go well in 2018. We don't want you carrying that energy into 2019. Then we're going to look at uh, giving the space for all of those ideas that you have for what you're considering doing for 2019, tune into the energy of the ideas, prioritize them, create a structure for the year ahead, and then start to map them out across every month. So you can start to have your plan for how you're moving forward. So by the end of the day, you'll have uh, at least the, the beginning outline, you'll have to still drill down a little bit more for all the fine details. But you'll know that in this month, I'm focusing on this and this month, I'm going to focus on that or maybe these three months I'm focusing on this project and then I'm going to do that launch and then I'm going to focus on that so you're not running all over the place you're able to manage your energy better focus your efforts in a more productive way and also then start to do your marketing planning so you can get your content calendar uh, figured out and and create content that you can make once and use multiple times so you create all right this month I know that I need to talk about um, business planning say for 2000 uh, for December in my December I'm going to be in November next, at the end of next year focusing my conversations on the business planning for the following year so I will be creating posts on why you do it how do you do it and then I can use it not only for blog posts but I can then use it for Facebook posts LinkedIn posts and videos all the same content so you're not efforting as much you're using all the same information and then it flows into what your offering is Great. Well, it, that sounds like a fantastic day. So is there someone um, somewhere people can go uh, to sign up to, uh, for it or what's the process for them to sign up for it? Uh, so if they went to my website, jlyall.com, 
forward slash events. On the left-hand side, they'll find the event and be able to click on it and register there. Okay, great. Well, this has been fascinating yet again, um, talking to you about this and, you know, the level that, you know, I've worked with coaches and I'm presently working with one, but this is again, a different uh, kind of way of approaching, which is, which really makes sense, right? Because initially what you're right, when you get started, you're like, you're waiting and you're, you're knee deep and you're in the weeds, <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to figure all that stuff out. And uh, me a couple years in now, I'm, I'm clear, but this really helps me to see how you could provide clarity to people that are in, in that space. Because when I talk to some of our, our um, my colleagues, they'll talk about, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, it, it took me offline for, you know, four months or, you know, yeah, I got it done, but you know what? It really, I didn't have fun. Yeah. There's a revenue stream, but it's, yeah, I, w I won't do it again. I've, I've heard so, and I know that there's things that I've done and even in this last year that I think, wow, I shouldn't have done that. You know? And yet I still will look at things that sometimes I get guided to do it and it might not make sense then in that moment. However, the skill set that I learned or the relationships that I formed are still helpful for moving forward. So there are some people who will be cursing, oh, you know, I wish I'd left corporate sooner, but then they forget about that if they had left it the year before, then they wouldn't have gotten that extra training that the corporation had paid for them to do that they're now able to use in their business, right? Right, right. But it's always looking at the gift and those experiences. So mm -hmm. when we can stop beating ourselves up for it too, like I, I get that there's that reflection of like, okay, so that's not quite the outcome that I was expecting and seeing what you can learn from it. But as long as you're not beating yourself up over it, what is, what, what are the gems that you can take away from it? And I'm sure that you must do that with all of your clients too, whether it's the coaching clients or the psychotherapy clients. All right, sure. This disaster happened, but you ended up being a stronger person on the other side of it. And what was it about who you're being that you learned? Right. Oh, no, it's it, without a doubt, you learn so much about yourself. Like every time you try something new and then you think, okay, well, yes, I did gain skills. But then, in, you know, like you said, when you go inside and kind of think about what would I, what did I learn? What will I not repeat? What will be, what will, you know, how will this guide me differently? Absolutely. You're, you gain so much. Um, from, you know, some of the new things that you, you experience. And then now you have all this additional knowledge, right, to bring with you um, so that prior to doing something like an event, I did my first event this year, I learned a ton. And I learned how not to do it on my own again, um, just because I was awfully tired after I because I, I pulled it, most of it off by myself. Wow. So, you know, so again, learning and more energy and those types of things, but it was a, it still ended up being quite successful. But again, you know, that, like you said, that learning experience, um, did it add to my brand? Absolutely. Did I have people attend? Absolutely. Did we get a lot of exposure? Absolutely. And, but I think from a um, business perspective, it took energy away from me that I would have used, you know, I could have used my energy in different ways by hiring or, or subcontracting out a lot more parts that could have been done by others, right? Which is kind of like what you said learn what, learn what that genius is and stick to it. And then yes. hire or try to kind of outsource, you know, the ones, the parts that other people can uh, take care of better than you could. Yes. And I also believe that having that experience from the get go helps you understand 
how you still want things done and who you need to get. And it just helps still too. So it's amazing. Well, this has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much. And, and you know, you can, I think video doesn't create the, uh, the feeling that you get around Jennifer. I could tell you then when I was sitting with her um, in Mississauga for the last, well, the first time I met her, I sat next to her and I could feel the, I don't know what the energy was, but I could just, it was somebody, I, I, I said, I have to talk to her. I just knew I had to talk to her. So I was, it was really a pleasure. And then we saw each other again just recently. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. Uh, for anybody that's, you know, at the stage, like she's saying, um, where you're kind of trying to give that, get that clarity, that course, Burlington is, you know, obviously uh, in the GTA, we're not too far out here in the uh, Golden Horseshoe. It's, it's easy to get to. It's a one day right yeah. in your backyard. Um, so definitely look it up. And um, anything that you can do to get more authentically connected to yourself, which is what I talk about with my brand the authentic connection movement is we're helping ourselves and the more anchored we are within ourselves, ultimately, what are we doing? We're better in our relationships. We're better in our friendships. We're better in our, um, you know, you know, our businesses We're better in our community. And we're just overall radiating that, that space, that genius, like you said, that we're meant to be in the world. And, but that takes time. It takes time and it takes commitment and it takes slowing down. And, uh, you know, what I would say is, uh, you know, the intuiting doesn't just happen. It's something that it's a muscle like anything else where you really have to start to learn to slow down and, and develop that muscle so that it, it makes it easier to access. So Jennifer, again, thank you so much for being here and for everybody listening um, or watching. If you're wanting more information on me, you go to roxanderhodge.com forward slash blueprint where you can download a free course on how to be a bit more authentically connected to yourself so that you can make the, you know, the magic happen like uh, Jennifer talked to us today. Okay. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much, Jennifer. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxanderhajcom slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.